So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that is slightly longer than we initially declared. Oh, is that about fuel? Yes. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. It's nearly over. I mean, technically it is over. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. Can we go now? Please. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. Do we need this one? We were done like two races ago, I think. Contractually, we probably should do this one. We've never signed a contract. I'm G. Gerez, and today from the Picture House Central in Piccadilly, we are going to talk about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, where DRS broke, Ferrari cheated, except not really, or something, and then everyone fell asleep. That is all to come. Joining me is a soon-to-be freelance motoring journalist who really likes jet washing. It's Phil Tromans. Thanks, Chica. That sounds like a weird advert for a very specific type of journalist. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I... Could you review my jet washing car? Actually, uh, well, I mean, if such a thing existed, then shit, yes, I would. Because this weekend, some people might know, I finally bought a new house. Oh, long-term listeners, know. long-term listeners will remember Congrats. that I was trying for ages to get a house. I finally got one, and it's got this really minging deck outside that had all mould all over it. So I went out at the weekend with a jet washer, oh. and it's one of the most satisfying things I have ever done. It's just you get the your jet washer and you fire life. the water at the crap, and it disappears, and it's all nice and clean, and you feel like some sort of Harry Potter type magical wizard. I've got a jet washer. What, what model's yours? What it's make? a Karsha. Yeah, mine too. That's, that's a really good one. The yeah. yellow ones. Yeah, it's yeah. a yellow one, yeah, yeah. And in my old flat, they had this... Uh, they just re-tarmacked the balcony bit. They re-tarmacked the balcony? Uh, bitumen. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. It's the council did it. <laughs> and I was out there trying to jet wash some screen prints, because I'm a wanker. And <laughs> I the, the jet wash was so powerful... I left permanent marks in the fairly freshly laid tarmac. Oh yeah, it's no, it's not it's not a toy. I always thought I should have it constantly hooked up so that if someone tries to break in, yeah, yeah. Jet I could have, have their eye out. Yeah, yeah. You could. I mean, I, I pointed it at a bit of the decking that was a little bit rotten, and it broke the decking. <laughs> so I mean, I'm going to get rid of it anyway. But you know, I thought I cleaned it first. But anyway, if you're if you're bored out there over the winter, 
jet washing. And alongside him is a man who thought he was going to get fired. It's Terry Saunders. So yesterday I made an animation on the BBC website that was for the NATO 70th anniversary. And it was a little bit unorthodox in terms of it didn't quite fit the branding of the BBC. Which is why we love you, Terry. Well, you know, I I took a sideways look at the branding and went, (laughs) fuck it. But, you know, I used the colours. Anyway, it went up. (laughs) And I was in the meeting this morning and everyone was just like, oh, we like it so much, we're going to put it all over the website. And I was just like, oh, no, can you not? Because <laughs> <laughs> my boss might see it. And I went out on my lunch and I got back to an email from the, the boss saying, who did this? And a link sent out to the whole department. And I'm just like, what do I do? And I was thinking, could I pretend I didn't do it? But I realized <laughs> that people saw me on my screen. So then I just, I owned up, I went, I did it. And I, and, the, and in the half an hour between reading the email and him coming back in, I was just there going, I think I'm going to get fired. I think this is going to be a kind of, this isn't what you want on the website, all this kind of stuff. And he just wrote back and went, nice. Oh. And it was actually praise. And I was so paranoid I was going to get in trouble. I but actually, n- it was praise. I was 95% certain this story was going to end with you being fired. Yeah. 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 You were uh, well, that's still really there. good. Well, well done. Still there. Anyway, yeah. Chica. Have you done anything amazing? So I've got uh, another work story. So last time I saw you, I had my hostages. Yeah, classic. <laughs> this Terry, time... Terry, wait! <laughs> so I was working on a story about um, the men using rough sex in in court cases. And oh, is this on the, on the back of the recent Yeah, exactly, in kind story, of murder, yes. manslaughter. I always think this is good just to start the kind a podcast. Of, just, I, just the kind of thing for a comedy podcast. Can I interject? Yes. Roughly. Um, I did a day working on the Victoria Derbyshire show. It's on you know, the morning chat. And they thing said on the my work was great. And they said, do you know what, Terry? You're great. No. I work, so it's to do the pictures in the studio screens behind the guests as they talk. Mm-hmm. So I got the email that went, you want to do a piece on rough sex? Blurry, blurry. And I was just like, going, how do I do pictures depicting rough sex that goes out on the BBC at 10 a.m. But what do you do? Live stream of me wanking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was looking up um, like all about it. I was doing some um, research. And then um, research. I also, it wasn't just that. It was women's magazine was actually encouraging things like sort of strangulation and stuff it was uh it wasn't just you know men were using it it was also being kind of endorsed in some ways yeah and that's, that's um, why i do it anyway so i went to the loo and then i came back and on the way when i came back i realized that i had big on my screen left up how to spice up your relationship oh. with choking <laughs> <laughs> right let's head down to listeners corner which this week is a 90 degree left next to a massive yacht you lot have been swamping our social media channels to give us your thoughts on the snooze fest in Abu Dhabi. So one of the few interesting bits of the race, and I use that term advisedly, was when DRS broke. James Ellis asks, what did you guys think about the bit without DRS? Drivers having to actually line up and overtake. <gasps> Shocked face. Certainly more satisfying when they did get the move done, but also highlighted just why we need the darn thing. So Nick Peppel asks, can we just start turning off other components of the car for half of the race? No brakes, no power steering, no radio. Imagine the possibilities. That's a great idea. What about you can only turn left? 
for half the race. <laughs> Once they get to a right hand corner, they basically just have to do like a sort of 270 degree <laughs> <Yeah>. spin. <laughs> that is a brilliant idea. I don't um, I mean, people were wagging on about going, oh, this is how it should be, or as if no. DRS was there as a kind of folly that everyone went, this Formula One's pretty good. How should we ruin it? Let's put DRS on it. It's like DRS is necessary because Formula One is shit. And do we remember what the the sort of the trigger for DRS was? It the was Abu, Abu Dhabi, Dhabi Grand Prix when everybody was when when Alonso could have won the championship but just got stuck behind Petrov for a billion laps. Yes. And what happened when DRS broke at Yas Marina? Loads of people were stuck behind Hulkenberg in a Renault for lots and lots of laps yeah. until it finally started working again. It was rubbish. DRS is shit. I mean, it was a shit but, race anyway, but... But DRS is shit, but the underlying thing that DRS is covering is more shit. Yes, it's it's a symbol of an over, of, a, of a much bigger shitness that hopefully yeah. the 20, 2021 rules will help to sort out, but won't. Definitely won't. Now, far be it for us to accuse Ferrari of cheating, but there was something distinctly fishy in the air at Yas Marina, and it wasn't coming from the water. Ferrari were fined €50,000 after misreporting how much fuel they'd put in Charles Leclerc's car just before the race. Other team owners thought that he should have been disqualified, but he wasn't. Now, Charles Moussard says, last week Bernie says, I don't think Ferrari are cheating. In other news, bears shite in the woods. This week, Ferrari were caught cheating. you got to love liberty and the new regime. And Ben Turnbull says, so it's quite clear that Ferrari have been cheating. Adding extra fuel to burn while bypassing the flow meter is a fantastic idea. But in typical Ferrari form, they forgot to win. I mean, that is a great point. If you're going to risk everything and cheat for a whole year, maybe win a championship. <laughs> <laughs> and don't do it like when everything's already been decided. Well, it's like it's they weird forgot point. they were cheating, isn't it? It's like well, they it's went, just like their de facto mode. Yeah, they kind of went, right, every race we put this fuel in and then we, when we declare it, we say this figure and then some guy just went, oh, are we still, is that still illegal? It's a bit like, it's a bit like smoking marijuana, you know, it's illegal but you kind of forget it's illegal if you're a middle-class white guy. So you kind of smoke it anyway, and then one day go, oh, God, I can get arrested for this. I don't, by the way. <laughs> and like Ferrari are just there going, oh, what do you mean it's illegal? So this, just to recap on what this was, before the race, you have to let the FIA know how much fuel you're putting in the car. There's a maximum limit of 110 kilos. And Ferrari said, we're putting this much in. And then there was a spot check where they weigh the car, empty all the fuel out, weigh the car again, and therefore work out how much fuel is in it. And the FIA's check found that there was a different amount of fuel in it than Ferrari had said there was. And it was five... So the FIA say, although today, as we record this, Ferrari have actually said, no, we genuinely think we got it right and the FIA have made this up. But anyway... But it was like five kilos, which... Yeah, it was quite a lot. lot That is quite a lot. I mean, that's worth... Somebody was saying about 15 seconds in the race, probably. Unless, not that I'm obsessed with drugs today, unless they've gone back to my age-old state of F1, which was that this is a great way to smuggle drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Abu Dhabi needs some extra cocaine. Put it in the Ferrari. (laughs) Trust me, I used to live in the UAE. It doesn't need extra cocaine. There's plenty there already. What? Uh, Not that I've experienced, but there is. Um, (laughs) But once again... Either the FIA have cocked up, which, you know, let's face it, it's not outside the realms of possibility, or, probably more likely, Ferrari have just massively cocked up and sent the wrong form through. Or, I mean, it doesn't seem like a cheat that's worth doing, really. Well, it is, because if, if this, this links into their 
extra fuel flow thing where they're burning extra fuel. But they've already been basically caught for doing that. Yeah, you but know, they've they left ha- the tap on. But they have. Yeah, yeah. It's like someone working in a pub, siphoning off beer, getting caught and fired for it, but forgetting to turn the tap off and then turning up every week for the beer anyway. It's just, just another stupid Ferrari fuck-up, it seems, in a season of stupid Ferrari fuck-ups. Well, why not end the year on a high yeah, and get a €50,000 fine? I mean, that's not very much in F1 terms, is it? Well... So, David Eric Boll said, how fitting that the last race of 2019 completely encapsulated the season. Hamilton head and shoulders above the rest. Bottas just coming up short. Ferrari can't get out of their own way with strategy. Leclerc beats Vettel. Hairs is nowhere to be found. Kubica is last. Max is fast, but not quite up to Ben's level. Pitching the entire way. Albon not quite there yet. You can see it brewing, but not yet. Stroll just does what Stroll does. Kimi makes very little splash. Ricardo rules the decision. McLaren is working back towards the smart end of the grid that in a way is quite succinct and clever but I think this season has actually been quite interesting and this race was not quite interesting it was very very boring this is true so while everybody sort of fitted into their roles that they've established over the course of the season god it was dull I could have got all of that from the season we've had and not watched this race and still got that I'm sure we'll talk more about this in a bit but I I think this was up there with up there with France as the worst race of the season. I think it was by far the worst race that's ever existed in <laughs> Formula 1. Worse than France but this year? Yeah. Worst race this season. Did that surprise you? Abu Dhabi is always mean, quite pants, isn't the thing it? Is France was shit, but it was like in the summer. Right. So you could maybe have a nice cool beer, get your shorts on, go to the well, park. That is true, but France was Did shit and know? also it has... No. Also, like trying to get in and out of the circuit is an absolute nightmare in France. Remember, loads of people got hey, stuck. Yeah, but we, did, sorry, we no, didn't no, no. go in and out of the circuit. That's worse. Sorry, go much that. No, because then you're sat inside on a lovely hot summer's day watching the F1, whereas at least in the winter you're inside and you've got a nice hot chocolate and it doesn't matter. That's a well, good if, point. Well, if you, were, you. if you were at the race, it was obviously sunny No one's at the Dabby. race. No one goes to the race. No, it is so. because the facilities you see are so good. Oh, you know, it's you're really easy to get in and out. It's good restaurants. It's easy to get around. They've got like Wi-Fi. Oh, it's, they have got Wi-Fi. It's They've got brilliant. Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah, it's really good. And, you know, just the transport links are excellent. So I'd say France was worse, but this wasn't far behind. If only they could put in a good track. So after the departure of one of our favourite F1 figures, Tristan Clayton says, in one final piece of wry F1 observation, Clive James demonstrates how being dead is preferable to watching the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Can we have a moment to discuss Clive James, who, for those of you who don't know, despite everything else he did in literature and life and comedy he was the narration for many formula one videos in the 80s and i think made me a fan of formula one and was i think he really liked it yeah quite and there's a thing on youtube called the clive james formula one show which was from 1997 yes when itv took over the formula one contract and it's him and all doing the Clive James show, but with all the drivers there looking awkward. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> he was. Br- I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much of a global cultural icon Clive James is. Is he just a British and Australian thing? Do the Americans know him? No idea. I'm not sure. If you don't know him, look him up because he, I mean, he's the prop. I mean, he's he's from a time when people were famous for being really good at stuff. Yeah. He's a brilliant raconteur, author, poet broadcaster and he did a load of things on F1 and that were just amazing and I really actually wish he'd still been around to do to do stuff into the 2000s because he sort of strikes this balance of 
clearly having an affection and an interest for F1, but also very funny, basically relentlessly mocking it all the way through. Which I like to think, <laughs> if anyone's going to carry on that particular tiny slice of his, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of but, his but really mental. badly and with a lot more swearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck <laughs> you, Phil. <laughs> And in other news, as if there wasn't enough dull, monotonous and pointless track action at Abu Dhabi over the weekend, the team stayed behind afterwards for the annual postseason test. Highlights included Leclerc crashing his Ferrari, George Russell going very fast in a Mercedes, and Esteban Ocon also got his first run in the Renault, ahead of his return to the grid next year. Haas let a familiar name into its car, fielding Pietro Fittipaldi, grandson of two-time F1 champ Emerson, Pietro didn't look to be as good. Roy Nassani had a go in Williams. He's an Israeli racing driver that sometimes races in Formula 2 and he's not very good, so I guess he's got a pot of cash or some dirt on Frank Williams. Is any of this of any interest? I kind of forgot it. I heard people talk about it. And now you just reminded me it happened. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get... It, it seems weird that the amount of coverage that F1 gets now, especially with their revamped social media presence... You get tons about everything, but they really do very little on testing. Well, testing is not very sexy, is it? No, it's not. It's just people going around in the cars, and I don't even know what they were testing That's for. That's what F1 is. Because it used to be called the Young Drivers Test, and I don't think it is now, because it wasn't... I mean, there were young drivers, but it wasn't just young drivers. The last time there was a good post Abu Dhabi test was when McLaren brought the new Honda engine the year before they went to Honda. Do you remember they had, like, a... They went, oh, we've got a new... We've got the new Honda coming in, so we're going to put it in the old cars and just have a bit of a go. <laughs> and it kind of just, they couldn't get out of the garage. And it's just like, it's just a tiny blip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll all be fine. It seems like an excuse for several money. teams to earn a lot of money yeah. by getting a fairly run of the mill you know, or in the Sunday Friday. <laughs> yes, exactly. Get some terrible race drivers to pay a lot of money to come and have a go in a Formula One car. Although seeing George Russell in a Mercedes was interesting. He was only ever so slightly slower than Bottas. Brilliant. Well, considering Bottas has had several seasons to get used to the car. Oh, I think that's not too bad. He was really close to his times. I think that's pretty impressive. Well, he's a good driver. Oh, he is. And we'll see how good next year next item speaking of the Abu Dhabi test someone else who had to go into Williams was Nicholas Latifi who's been confirmed for Robert Kubica's vacant seat next year this means we'll have two rich Canadians in F1 next year so what do we know about him um, he's, he's a rich, rich Canadian and he's, he's Canadian he's not as rich as Lance Stroll no no no, no. Rich. they're richer are they they're far richer no yeah 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 I thought nobody was as rich as last I got this info off the Miss Apex podcast with Joe Saywood. So... Hi, guys. If, just suck up. if this is wrong, then... It's their fault. It's them. But apparently, in, in Joe Saywood's words, he makes... Uh, oh, I'm not a very good journalist. Here we go. <laughs> uh, he makes... No, in Joe Saywood's words, he makes Charles Stroll... Charles Stroll? Charles Lance, Stroll, yeah. What's the dad called? Uh, Daddy. Daddy... Oh, I don't know. Cut that. Anyway, um, he's very rich. <laughs> so okay. his his Gross. dad his dad is the CEO of Safina Foods and owns a British Virgin Islands, Islands. company. Oh. <laughs> he owns Nid- the Islands. Nidala. He's super rich. Okay, he's got a lot of money is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, he's richer than so, strong. So is he going to be... Yeah, so does that mean we can no longer... Are we now going to have... Next season, are we going to have to take the piss out of Stroll for being poor? Is that how we're going to flip yeah, this around? Yeah, good idea. This is like excellent. It. Penniless peasant Lance oh. Stroll. 
Um, oh, that plebs here again. <laughs> Latifi's a bit of a weird one, Nicholas Latifi this is, because, yeah, yeah, he's funded by his dad. He's not terrible. I think he was second in F2 this year. Yeah, he's all right. Which is decent, but he, he's been in F2 for ages. Like, he's been dancing up and down the single-seaters. Agreed. For this as long is, as I This is remember. the thing, because when this rumour started, I was just like, oh, it must be that Latifi's son. It's like, oh, no, he is Latifi. He's just been... He's, he's not that young, is he? He's, like, 40. <laughs> <laughs> he is... I mean... 24. Oh, he's which passed in, it. in modern F1 terms... Like Max Verstappen old. is only 11. <laughs> when, when you've got basically veterans who were 20, 21 in Formula 1, 24, and, he, and he's, not, he's not won anything, really. He's been, he's been you know, up there, but I'm You're not... You're not a fan, are you? I, I don't hate him. I don't, I don't anything him, really. I don't expect usually, him... Usually, when there's someone new, usually you love them. I don't and I'm cynical because well, I think everyone is shit who I haven't heard of. We've been slightly spoiled this year, I think, in terms of rookies because we've had Alban, Norris and Russell, all of whom I think are really good and have proven themselves to be really good and very close to each and other. And Kubica. I don't think Latifi is as good as those guys and Although, I will be surprised if he can beat Russell next year. Albon, Russell, Norris, Latifi, definitely got the best name. Yeah, it's Latifi. A, good name. a strong name. Oh, Latifi. But... Um, I suspect he'll be in at Williams for a couple of years because of his money, and then we won't see him again, and he'll go to Formula E. All right. Um, those Hamilton to Ferrari rumours that I'm pretty sure we started that won't go away. This week, Toto Wolff admitted that there was a 25% chance that Lewis could head back to Maranello from 2021, possibly to see if he could be the first driver since Juan Man- Manuel Fangio to win the World Championship with three different teams. Could it actually happen? I mean, I'm pretty confident we were the first to say that it could. It will. Uh, it's looking increasingly likely. I'm not saying that How beneath much? all the bluster, we are the sages of F1. How much would you put on? What is it? Dogs? Dogs trust. I'll tell you what. Winner takes all. <laughs> all the bets that I have yet are currently welched on. Well, I you will haven't paid them. Add them well, well, we haven't got into it. I thought I'd wait the end of the year. I will add up all of them. And okay. put a bet on with that okay. amount times two. I mean, are you sure about this? Because this <laughs> oh, I forgot. Okay. times two, it's several hundred pounds. Okay, well, actually, so okay. speaking of bets, um, <laughs> I've forgotten about them. And now it's the end of the season. It's good that we can look back. So you bet five pounds um, that Williams will be seventh or higher in the championship. Okay, so, let's just check that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you bet your cat. That Leclerc will be world champion. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet 50 quid that Giovinazzi will be racing next year. He is racing next year, so you're all right. Yeah. But I seem to remember Terry bet. And Terry said that he's not at Alfa Romeo. <laughs> ah, but they're going to be... Re- oh, no. Okay. Yep. So you owe, you owe uh, 55 quid on your cat. <laughs> okay, so... Got two cats, so what we'll do, I will bet £110 and two cats <laughs> that Lewis Hamilton will drive for Ferrari. And if I win, that means I can pay up this debt and keep the same amount. So I'll be quids in, 
Does that mean Lewis Hamilton has to give you 110 quid and two cats? <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> just not on the press conference. Right. How much have you got for side of Ferrari? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to say. But you know that you owe Terry Saunders 110 quid and two cats. <laughs> you know that question from a couple of years ago with that journalist that asked a question that was like two minutes long? Be like that again. Gentlemen, a question from Terry <laughs> Saunders course, arguably, from back in time. Arguably, I'd lose out on that because cats cost money. <laughs> like the first time there's a vet bill, that's going to wipe out my wow. winnings. <laughs> So what you're saying basically is that he is going to Ferrari. I, I'd bet my kidney. <laughs> no, not organs. The dog's trust is no. going to love that kidney. <laughs> Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F1sake. Find us on Facebook where we're at F1sake or find our organs online. Or you can email us at wrong at ff1s.com. And can thank I, before, you. Before we get, I read a thing today in the news that mm-hmm. said, over half of Britons have gambled this year and as I read it I thought I haven't (laughs) (laughs) I bet you I haven't you do it every week (laughs) (laughs) and thank you to all the people who have donated to our final end of year show of shows each of you are legends and you are called Jeff Harris thank you Jeff top Jeffing good Jeff Matthew Robinson thank you Matthew Robinson I know several Matthew Robinsons I wonder if it was one of them or a different one Davian Dent thank you Davian thank you for making money to give to us. Tom Chapman said, thank you for another fantastic season. Clearly wrote that before the Abu Dhabi race (laughs) and listened to this podcast. Poor deluded Tom, but thanks for the cash. Brian Hamilton, he says, as an American living in Singapore, I wish I could buy a pint for £3.60. It's at least, me too. It's at least twice that amount here. Enjoy one on an American, Brian Hamilton. I think that was him signing his name, not saying... Enjoyed on American Brian Hamilton. No, I think he says think his name at the end of every sentence. <laughs> Excuse me, could I get a pint, please, Brian Hamilton? <laughs> he just signs off every sentence he says. Thank you, Brian. Phil Tromans. T. Chiverton, he says, such refreshing grown-up discussion. You smell a farts, T. <laughs> <laughs> just giving the people what they want. And to Aaron Dullers, he says, you make the best F1 podcast around. The others just kind of miss the turn wink face no 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 i'm not having this it's controversial stuff i'm not having people slagging off another podcast not on my watch that is disgusting aaron is named after an airport though so i think he gets a pass thank you aaron and to charlie fraser who's just set up a recurring donation oh charlie just as we take that winter break charlie you are mad but we love you cheers thank you charlie now watch as he cancels it but thank you charlie that's exceedingly kind of we've lost mumford and whose fault's that (laughs) (laughs) you can join these people and you can add to our war chest of booze by going to ff1s forward slash dot com pint 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 (laughs) sorry I've had two pints now time for the teams Mercedes Hamilton led every lap got the fastest lap it was the 250th pole of his career it was his 11th victory of the season he said he wished the season wasn't ending and everyone else does do you think he has a clue of how boring it gets would you have a clue how boring it gets if you had won 11 times yeah I think if you were absolutely crushing the weekend as he did completely dominating everything He'd be like, oh, no, these poor guys. Oh, no, he'd just be going around going, I'm so much better than everyone and I'm already the champion and I'm winning again, which actually is quite unusual for him. 
Because doesn't he normally win the championship and then not win again for the rest of the season? This is true. He's how many? As is this isn't the first. Is it the first time he's done a win, done a win Don't since he won the championships? Up. I can't remember. You know what the, this podcast's weak point is, mm. is you ask a question that, mm. that needs knowledge to answer well, and we don't ex- have I'm that knowledge, Phil. Miss Apex will have that knowledge. Uh, well, if you listen to Miss Apex, they probably mic. know. <laughs> Can you ask them the question yeah. and then come back to us in a, in a sarcastic comment? Yeah. And if you can do it in like the next few hours so we can get it in before the edit I goes I don't up. care. We've got another race coming yeah. up. Right, no, this we haven't. This isn't live, <laughs> Phil. Is it not? <laughs> Um, that's why it's okay for me to keep running after the toilet. Um, Bottas started. Chica has the shits. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited. Bottas started at the back after engine penalties, but he managed to actually come up to fourth, which wasn't bad considering he had to say excuse me to each driver and he had no DRS for half the race. He said it was one of his best races of the season. So, did how good he was actually surprise I you? I didn't even know he was in the fucking race. <laughs> <laughs> to say that he was the best race of his season really sums up what a fucking shit character he is. Well, wow. he's not a sh- That's not... That's harsh. No, come that's on. That's not fair. If you were watching Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> Valtteri Bottas would be the 12th person. <laughs> what, is you that- mean in Ocean's 12? Because there was another you, one after that. Yeah, have you seen that? I was Ocean's no. 13. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I can't remember it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Bottas. I mean, he did, in fairness, he did drive quite well, but because he started at the back of the grid, and it was fa- once DRS kicked in, it was fairly easy for him to get past everyone. It wasn't very exciting. The thing is, the, the whole thing in the the, 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 the prime time, you know, the, back in the 80s, 90s, of starting at the back of the grid and working your way through was a big deal but now if you start at the back of the grid and you're in the one of the top three teams you get to go to sixth place by about lap seven and because there was no drs he got to sixth place by about lap 12 and so great uh it was i was i was unmoved and he didn't if he if i mean maybe if leclerc had got disqualified and he got on the podium we might have been like hey uh, but probably not red bull so there was nothing memorable about Verstappen's race. He finished in second, um, but he couldn't get close to Hamilton. He did keep his tyres in check, though. Albon was overtaken by Vettel at the end, and he finished as worst of the best. How do you think Albon spends his Christmas? He's with a Thai bride. <laughs> I mean, nope. based on what? It's not. He's half Thai. Right. And he may have married someone of his country. I mean, he's quite young. People are getting married much older these days. Oh, so you're I saying you thought this through, Terry? You're saying it's not serious. <laughs> I think he's going to be serving mince pies to Sebastian Vettel. No, not Sebastian Vettel. Who's the teammate? Max Verstappen. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Which of us is drunk here? <laughs> I mean, people have been very generous this week. They've bought us a lot of beer, <laughs> and I've got through at least some of them. Um, what was the question? How would Albon? <laughs> how would Albon spend his Christmas? He'll be thankful that he's not in a fucking Formula 1 car boring the shit out of us. I I hope he's doing a lot of work over the off-season because he's got his he's got his seat for next year. That's in the bag. That's safe for the first two races at least. But I think he's got to be better than he's been so far. He's not been bad. He's been better than Gasly. But I think he's got to be much closer to Verstappen next year. I think he's got to be at the very least 
not far behind Verstappen in terms of if Verstappen finishes third, he has to be fourth. If Verstappen wins, he's yeah, got to be the second. Whole, the whole by default finishing sixth is it's not, not a good look. Yeah, yeah. It's when Verstappen's finishing first and second and third, and Auburn is always sixth unless something happens to the other people. But let's take a reminder that Gasly often finished eighth. Oh yeah, no, don't get me so. wrong. He's definitely doing better than Gasly, and well, and well done to him. But I don't think that's going to be enough for more than a season. Albin uh, isn't married. And okay. if you go on uh, GP fans, there's actually a whole page of wags, wives and girlfriend of Formula One stars. Does he have a wag? Okay, can we do the rest of the teams Sorry. based on their wives? Because this is more interesting oh, than the race. Well, it's just as well we've already done Mercedes then, because there was some bad news for Bottas um, this week. Why? You're not here, he's got divorced from his oh, lovely swimmer wife. Oh. So Sorry, who has? Bottas, Bottas has got divorced from his Olympic swimmer wife. He and Nicole Scherzinger is back on the scene with the Pussycat Dolls reforming. Wait, what? The Pussycat Dolls. Okay. She was when you say she's back on the scene, is that just with the Pussycat Dolls or with Hamilton? No, with the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> right. That's why I said Pussycat Dolls. I mean, she's not, she's not been in a cave. No, but she is... Look, I just saw a clip of her wearing like pants on telly. So Lewis Hamilton's going to have that moment of going, oh, my ex-girlfriend's wearing pants on telly again. Hasn't she been doing that anyway? Doesn't she do? Didn't she do some? I don't know. Nonsense? I don't watch telly. Well, neither do I. But Alvin hasn't got any noted girlfriends, apparently. <laughs> oh, sounds anyway. like secret girls. Sounds like me in my twenties. <laughs> anyway, plenty of made-up ones. <laughs> Ferrari. I imagine things were tense in the Ferrari garage after they were rumbled for cheating, which would explain why they cocked up Vettel's stop in their double stack. Look at us. We are world champions once too. Pit stop. Vettel ends the season in fifth behind his teammate that has just finished his first season at Ferrari. How do you think that feels? Terrible. I mean, it's interesting because you do... I don't really pay attention to the driver standings despite reading them out every week. (laughs) Good, interesting. But today I was looking at them and it is that weird thing where you just... You presume that Vettel would be like third or fourth. And it's actually quite surprising to see him in fifth it's he I mean we'll I'm no doubt we'll delve into this more in a week or so when we have our season review but he should be very disappointed with this season to have what was at the start of the year almost undoubtedly the fastest car and to finish not only behind his teammate but behind another very young driver in a slower car uh, is not a good look for him yeah no it's terrible Toro Rosso what a way to finish your season Gasly he was tied up with signs before the race on points, fighting for the heady heights of sixth place. Well, these were crushed when he had a run-in with Perez on the first laps. His dreams were over and signs came out on top. Who would you rather get drunk with, Albon or Gasly? Albon. Gasly. Ooh. Really? Yeah, he seems like he'd be fun. Uh, I don't know. I think he'd just be one. Albon's got work to do. I don't want him drinking. I want him studying. Yeah, but he's single. <laughs> Gasly, can you check Gasly's status? Oh, Gasly must have a girlfriend, surely. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a Disney bird. He's exactly. married to... He's, I haven't done that joke for about two years. <laughs> oh, there he is. Ooh. Ooh. Pierre Gasly has been dating Caterina Massetti Zanini. Double barrel. Zanini? Oh, uh, Zanardi. Her Instagram I'm of Zanardi. <laughs> Nanini. Alessandro Nanini. So she's uh, the love child of Nanini me. and Zanardi. <laughs> Amazing. Excuse me, there's some facts here. Sorry. Her Instagram status and stunning looks suggest she may be a model. <laughs> but that's the kind of journalism we like. But she does hold down a career in aerospace engineering. What? Hang on. But you what? know, so are you? I hope you're reading that rather than just sort of writing it off as a model. My Instagram is the opposite. 
you look like you should be in aerospace and engineering <laughs> but you're actually a model yeah um, did Kvyat do anything? no nope. uh, no, he's rather been outclassed by Castle of Late. Again, Which we'll go into this something. in a couple of weeks, but um, no, he was uh, not as good. Okay. Or but was he? Because no. according to the race results on the document, he finished way ahead of him. Hey, could be Don't wrong. give a shit. McLaren! Signs finished in 10th, and he got that precious point. So it's been a good season for McLaren. Do you think any other teams might have their hungry eyes on him for the future? I think we've talked about this before, haven't we? Maybe I put the same question again. He has been driving really well this season, but I don't see where he can go from where he is now. Because McLaren, have, at the moment, pretty much best of the rest. The thing is, McLaren are on the up, and he's their star driver. Why would he... Unless one of the... You know, the thing in Formula 1 is, if one of the top three teams comes calling, you take that. But he's already fallen out with Red Bull. Ferrari... I'm going to have him. Mercedes, I'm going to have him because they've yeah. got they're all where, tied up. So there's nowhere go? to go. But McLaren are hopefully on the up, and if they are, if they keep this momentum going, he's a driver that's set to be replaced by Alonso in two years. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a weird one because they did this whole thing of like he needed to get more, like the only championship battle that mattered in the entire race was him trying to get six in the championship, which meant he got no TV coverage. On the very last lap, you saw the graphic, very good by the way, the graphic <laughs> dropped down, Hulkenberg and Sainz took two places on the last lap. Yep. And you're thinking, I can't wait to see this replay, and we know I never saw it. It was on the, it was uh, on the, YouTube. the YouTube edit. I haven't watched that. They, they cunningly edited it in to make, make it look like it had happened during the race. Um, but um, no, I mean, fair play to him. He's done really well. He did really well in this race. He's done really He's well in the season. I mean, yeah, Gasly and um, Albon have shared the Red Bull. But you'd think in a real, in a, in, in a quote normal season, that would mean Gasly and Albon would probably be sixth and seventh, and Signs would be it. The fact that Signs has got to sixth is actually relatively miraculous. Yeah, really and he's impressive. been great, and I like him. Yeah, but we should. I mean, we should briefly mention Norris as well, who I think has also done very well in his rookie season. Yes, we could definitely mention him for the crying. I missed this. I, oh. I read about it, but I didn't hear it. What happened? So his engineer came on and just said, "I just want to thank you. You've done a. You've been a great. You've done a great rookie season because he's leaving. Isn't yeah, yeah. He's been a great rookie season, and <laughs> I just want to say. And he says something, and then Lando comes on and goes, "Oh my God, are you crying? <laughs> like live on the radio?" And he's just like going, "Oh my God." So I, then I was thinking a bit less of Lando going, you know, don't mock another man for crying. This is the problem with fucking fragile masculinity. And then Norris starts crying whilst he's saying, oh, my God, are you crying? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm crying too. It was amazing. Aww. More men should cry in Formula One. Absolutely. Every race. I think that should be Throughout the thing. Throughout the race. You and should get a point for crying. What, what, oh, a fine imagine. Line. Imagine there's a point for crying and like someone like Alonso was in just be like, oh, my God. <laughs> there's a fine line between whining and crying. There is a very fine line, but there's a point at stake. If it was regulated in the rules because if they do it was like <laughs> I mean Charlie rest in peace it's it, complaining to the FIA is always going to be Charlie from, in my book from now on but they feel like <laughs> Charlie crashed into right me. racing oh, point she could said enough come on she hates men crying yeah god <laughs> I hate it uh, racing point so Stroll retired with a brake problem and ends his season five places and 31 points behind his teammate Perez who has a had a run-in with most other cars in most other teams. Cringe. P3 
Paris, though, great drive. Their strategy was right, his tyres were lovely, and he did some quality overtakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next. Perez tyres done. Lovely. Haas. Haas Christmas. I gave you my heart, <laughs> and the very next day, you fucked it in a wall, Grosjean. This was never going to happen. They started in the back, and they were both rubbish, claiming it was balance problems. If you were going to be the next Gunther Steiner, would you change the name of Haas? And if so, what to? No, because it's the name of the owner. <laughs> That's a good point. What's the it first name of the owner? Gene. Gene. It would be a bold Gene. move. It's like if you were the manager of Sainsbury's and you went, my first job <laughs> of managing Sains- provincial Sainsbury's is I'm going to rename this Esbury's. <laughs> I would rename it to Gene and also all the branding would suddenly be related to the 90s indie band Gene. Well, that would be good because then I'd rename McLaren to Manson. <laughs> Uh, so we just to Supergrass. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. 90s um, throwback F1. I think this would be... It'd be like Super Formula. Renault would be... Super League Formula, whatever it was called. I, can't I feel we've got off on the world. Speaking of Renault... Biggest tension. Speaking of <laughs> oh, Renault... <nice>. Renault! <laughs> Ricardo... Razor light. Oh. <laughs> That's a good racing name, actually. Ricardo, us, and the rest of the world has forgotten what happened in this race, but he came home in 11th, apparently. Hulkenberg's season that began with hope and optimism has ended with crushed dreams. He didn't get any points because his tyres went rough towards the end and they got the pit at the wrong time and he finished in 12th. Then things got worse when he was given the most patronising drive of the day imaginable. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. By half the vote, there was some Twitter campaign to be just like, uh, let's give him driver of the day. The which is in one way vote. lovely, but also a bit kind of like, yeah, can you Hun. fuck off? Reminds me when I was at primary school and at the end of year awards oh, I got the courtesy the cup. Aww. For being did the you most courteous that? boy. I did. Aww. For you being the most courtesy, courteous boy in the school. Did you hear the post... Uh, talking of post-race radio, did you hear the post-race radio of Hulkenberg? Did you cry? No, I didn't. So his engineer said, I just... <laughs> he said, I just want to come on. I just want to thank you for everything you've done this year and you made it a great year. And Hulkenberg replied, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had a little joke and laughed about it, but it was just like, oh, wow. bitch. No, I missed, I no. missed all of the post-race radio because I don't like, that was a shit race. I'm going to go and jet wash my decking. Yeah, you see, what had happened is I was asleep and I got woken up by the adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Alfa Romeo. I thought about it and no, I've got nothing to say here other than 13th and 16th. But they finished the season with more points than they did last season. I mean, good I on them. good. They've been properly up and down this year, haven't they? Thing is, they were up and they went down. So not up and oh no, up and down. What you said, yeah, 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 same thing. Giovinazzi has no concrete partner at the moment, but he's sure to be popular with the ladies when he steps away from the F1 track. That's because he's got long hair. Ladies love long hair. That's surprising, actually. Fans presumes he'll be leaving. (laughs) A man with Giovinazzi's tresses. (laughs) How are you with hair on men? (laughs) <laughs> Do you like long hair? Because Giovinazzi's well, got long hair. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd be fighting them off. Um, any hair. I mean, after four years, we're finally getting to the... No, just... What, like, as in lengthy locks? Yeah, oh, yeah. I hate a man bun. Well, I thought you would. If he had a lovely man bun, then I'd be like, maybe his man bun's nicer than my man bun. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Four of our listeners really are booking a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> um, Williams. 
Russell was the only driver not to have got a point. Kubica got the slowest lap and has now retired from F1. Do you think Kubica ever regrets coming back? Uh, uh, I mean, if they make a movie of his story, they'll finish it when he sits in a car and takes his first race in Australia. That's a great point. Did you hear that story about, I mean, we, maybe we've covered this already, about the Bohemian Rhapsody film, when initially they were trying to film it? and Queen were involved in the Bohemian Rhapsody film. Yes. And their original pitch for it was like, oh, it's the ultimate feel-good story because obviously, you know, we lose Freddie, but then the rest of the film talks about how they then carry on and rise to greatness and everyone was like, did they though? This yeah, feels like the Kubica story. Yeah. It's great that he came back. That, but bit, let's that bit when he died of AIDS was <laughs> really the highlight of the movie. I mean, I'm glad that that hasn't happened, but he has been rubbish. And he's continued to be rubbish. He's been absolutely annihilated by Russell. It's a fucking travesty that Kubica got the point and Russell didn't. But, um, you know, best of luck to him. I hope he does well. But um, I'll remember him from his 2009 win rather than anything he did Good when he came back. All of which <laughs> brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders. So this week, bizarrely, Fall One announced a range of fragrances <laughs> and perfumes for men and women I presume I haven't paid it. they're basically 50 grand and in the shape of a not bro- 50 grand that would be insane how much are they they're 10 grand oh shit 10 grand a bottle so I thought if each of the drivers had a perfume what would it be now at first, I did a Twitter thing this week about this and it was like silly things about Vettel smelling like shit but <laughs> I thought about it and went, in branding terms we're talking like a one word thing for perfumes like uh, can you name any perfumes Phil? Sauvage yep Chica any favourite perfumes? Um, well I'm currently looking at you're uh, looking at the Formula 1 perfumes ok what else CK1 okay. Lewis Hamilton is in number one of the championship with Champ although it could just be Champ, champ or, <laughs> or like Champ which is like a kind of in America well Champ is like it's like, it's like a meaty stew isn't it and that's some Champ is it? nope that's dog food that's what my mum used to tell me when I was a kid. <laughs> I was eating Nigel Mansell, um, who used to visit regularly. Uh, Valtteri Bottas is called Nearly. Max Verstappen is Wank. Uh, Leclerc's is Mine. He just demands it. Uh, Sebastian Vettel's is Oh. <laughs> Carlos Sainz is Hello, because no one's on the telly. Pierre Gasly is shafted. Albon is Lady Luck. Okay, we've gone two words there. I broke my own rules. Ricardo is regret. <laughs> uh, Perez is carefully. Just a great name for a perfume. Oh, what do you smell of carefully? Um, Lando is you cry. Kimi Raikkonen is just fucking vodka. Kvyat just called it burns. Uh, Hulkenberg is called goodbye. Very sad. Lance Strolls is called daddy, which is a runaway hit with the gay community. Uh, Magnussen is just called Balls Yeah we knew that was coming <laughs> Giovinazzi is called Hair Groshans is just called Sorry <laughs> Kubica is called And Terry Oh Terry from two hours ago That's disgusting Right Okay for the teams I thought Christmas party season The teams are all going to book out A local place for their party Where would they go? Okay. Mercedes would have like a really swanky hotel no holes barred they've made a lot of money this year Ferrari would go for a lovely chain restaurant but they'd send everyone to the wrong branch <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull would have a pumping nightclub but everyone there is over 30 and can't hear each other and just go could we just go to a pub 
Uh, McLaren, doesn't matter, no one will see it. Another Carlos Sainz reference. Redo will be that cafe they send the people to in The Apprentice. <laughs> Toro Rosso's party will be in an Alfa Churi shop. Oh, so nowhere then. Uh, racing Point would send everyone for a curry. Then remember, they're not called Force India anymore and just go for a Racing Point. Nice. Good. Alfa Romeo would be in a car dealership. Haas would be sandwiches at the factory. We've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> and Williams, no one there has eaten since July. <laughs> And now we must decide our man of the year of driving, otherwise known as man of the match of the FF1S sports personality of the year of the match of driving of the year 2019. Man of the match of all the one as sports personality of the year of match of driving of the year 2019. Phil, your nomination, please. My nomination for man of the match of the FF1S Sports Personality of the Year of the Match of Driving of the Year 2019 is Lewis Hamilton. Have you not fucking learned how this works, Phil? Jodie and Palmer won this the other year. We don't go for the best driver, we go for the funniest. Anyway, Chica, yours? Um, I haven't thought about this at all, actually. Who would I like? My man of the match of the FF1S Sports Personality of the Year of the Match of Driving of the Year 2019 is... Daniel Ricciardo. Ooh, nice. That's how we do it. Because it's just one long year of disappointment, of regret, of letdown. In fairness, that is the FF1S way. Yeah, can you imagine how long that year has been? It's a weird thing in fame and personality in Formula 1 and driving and match And and personality of, like, he was on every interview, he was like a cheeky chappy, and he is just disappeared from the Formula 1 yes. record don't know do you who think is. next year all his, re- all his interviews will just be like sub Raikkonen disappointment exactly just be like uh. and he'll get beaten by Ocon ooh because obviously he has as you said had a horrendous year his life has gone badly his personality has gone down the drain mm. but he still has a really great nose <laughs> right great okay and Terry I'm struggling this year, if I'm honest, because normally my man of the match of the FF1S Sports Personality of the Year of the Match of Driving of the Year is... 2019. 2019, well, normally 2018. Uh, it would be a joke driver like Grosjean or Palmer or someone. So the obvious, and Kvyat, of course, obvious answer is Gasly. But he went and got a fucking podium, which mm. means he's not that shit. Mm. So, controversially, my vote for the man of the match of the FF1S Sports Personality of the Year of the match for driving of the year 2019 is Sebastian Vettel. Ooh. No one has oh. fucked up more than him. Wow. Yeah. Which is why I think he point, should, he needs a bit of... I if, usually, if you'd said that last year that this is who you would choose... You'd think we'd taken some kind of corporate dollar. Exactly. But no. <laughs> no. How interesting. I mean, I feel like I should... I should abandon all my principles and actually nominate somebody terrible no it's too late no too late so now it's over to you to vote if you um head over now to ff1s.com terry it's ff1s.com m-o-t-m-o-t ff1s-s-p-o-t-y-o-t-m-o-d-o-t-y hyphen 2019 
I'll put a link no, on the homepage. We're going to get no votes. <laughs> I'll just put a link on the homepage. But if you want that again, it's <laughs> ff1s.com forward slash M-O-T-M-O-T F-F-1-S S-P-O-T-Y-O-T-M-O-D O-T-Y hyphen 2019 and that's 2019 Now time for the state of F1 with Terry Saunders I'm never entirely sure of the logic of spending billions of dollars hosting a Grand Prix over several years with the express intent of advertising your country and then proceeding to have the dullest series of races ever to exist in Formula 1 the only good Abu Dhabi Grand Prix was where Lewis Hamilton was weirdly trying to drive slowly to force that other guy to make a mistake. Yes, the only not-shit race was there when the greatest driver in history went, fuck it. Yes, Liberty, you pretend to be different to Bernie, but money talks and Abu Dhabi has a lot of it. But time and time again, we have been shat on. Leave me wanting more, they say, but every year we end the F1 season with not even a whimper, but a noise that you can only hear in one of those soundproof rooms where you can hear yourself breathing. But don't worry, I have a solution. Let's face it, Bernie nearly had it with double points. If a championship's been decided, it should be like the last day of school. Everyone brings in their games and fucks about. They do the track backwards, they swap cars, they let them use proper tyres, they reverse the grid, they paint all the cars blue, or the winner takes all. Imagine that. Lewis Hamilton fights hard all year for the championship, but then Carlos Sainz bags it because he went off on the championship winning zone on the right lucky lap like Formula E. You probably wouldn't see it on telly. Or, here's a crazy idea, and I want to end the year on a real crazy state of F1 idea. Why don't we end the season at a good track? Also, begin the season at a good track, and have good tracks in between. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm all for crazy ideas for state of the F1, but come on, let's keep them vaguely right. realistic. I've overdone it. <laughs> Looking forward to Vietnam next year. <laughs> oh. So if you believe in Terry Saunders and all of his ideas, uh, then you can buy us a pint at ff1s.com forward slash PPP or pint, pint, pint or pint. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We've not had time to mention my gem of nugget for anyone who fancies going to the UAE next year for the race, which is that the best burger chain in the UAE is Burger Fuel. So you should go there. And to Terry Saunders. <laughs> we have that time to talk about the French Grand Prix assessing Paul Ricard layout tweets to improve Formula One action. Which was me reading out the autosport headline word for word. <laughs> I have not read the article. <laughs> we'll be back in about two weeks' time for our Christmas special. Ooh. We have our regular special guests. We, should we mention? Should we yeah, we've already mentioned him. We mentioned him last episode. Did we? Oh, let's plug him yeah, again. It's Nigel Mansell. Murray Walker. <laughs> In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for f one sake, and follow us on Twitter at for f one sake. Terry, can you buy anything from our shop? I don't actually know. Is there anything left in our shop that hasn't been I'm taken down? I'm pretty sure you can buy a Stoffel Ruffle T-shirt. <laughs> I'll have a look. <laughs> so, if you think into yourself, do you know what? Life was better in 2015. You can go to ff1s.com forward slash shop, shop, shop and pretend that Brexit and Trump and Boris Johnson never happened. Should we say? And we're living in the heady world that somebody was called Stoffel and that's <laughs> okay. enough to be funny. We've got Podium by Barcelona. Yep. 
We've got Gunther Steiner is my spirit animal. That's still relevant. Oh, that's relevant. And apparently not copyright. <laughs> yeah, it's grievous, <laughs> egregious. I too didn't qualify for the Indy 500. That was a very niche t-shirt, but I'm glad <laughs> it's still up on there. Welcome to Lando Norris. Because he sounds like Welsh. I'm wet. Pardon? <laughs> oh, so Peretti have taken down some of our tyres, but not the wet tyre. So we're left with intermediate, soft and wet. Oh, no, and we've got hard. Oh, it's just the medium tyres are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Peretti, you are so shit. <laughs> I'm Chigras. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.